everyone, and welcome to the third session of our Call of Cthulhu actual play short shot podcast at the end of Hope Street. Prepare to immerse yourselves into a world that is not good for the imagination and does not bring restful dreams at night. It is a world where the blasted heath will slumber far below blue waters whose surface will mirror the sky and ripple in the sun. I will be your keeper today. My name is Faye, and today I have with me Norm. Hello. I just woke up and you put me on the spot. Tyler. Hello. And Nate. Greetings. And Matt. Hello, everyone. So we are coming back after about a month of not playing. So who would like to tell me what happened last time? I will do my best, since I feel like I've dodged this in every other cast of many things I think I've bet on. All right. So last time, at the end of Hope Street... We were investigating some leads into uh, this sort of secret organization called the Seekers of Truth. Uh, We went to Brown University to kind of check out, uh, you know, because we heard that one of our former students, Walter Henry, I believe his name was, he was at Brown, and so we went to check out, maybe see what he was all about. Uh, We ended up talking, I ended up talking to some ladies very successfully. They're very into me. It's great. And, uh... Then we all just went to the library uh, or to the physics department and talked to a professor uh, whose name I did not write down, unfortunately. Uh, But she was able to tell us um, after some interesting confrontation with Raymond uh, where he threw a garlic bag at her. She gave us some of the names of the Seekers of Truth and told us that they were into physics. I'm not sure if if I'm not. I'm trying to remember if they uh, we got the Einstein book prior to this or after this so at one point we went to a library and found an Einstein book it was great Um, I think that was before because that's how we got the name right cool so we got the names of uh, Walter Henry Jennifer Waters uh, Maureen Phipps Julia Lee and Theodore Kane and uh, yeah that was great and we went home uh, into various places Raymond went to his house and had a very confrontational dinner with his mother and uh, his father kind of was uh I'm telling him about this really weird house that now Raymond desperately wants to check out. Uh, Butch had a nice little, uh, you know, interaction with his family uh, and got a letter from his his brother, who's up in Boston now. And, um, yeah, he decided uh, who... And I believe the letter basically was urging him to get out of Providence. Uh, and so uh, Butch then decided to go for kind of an evening stroll or a run. And uh, then Angel Lee... Uh, she, uh, Angel. Angel. French. Eh. Uh, so, uh, she went to the uh, cemetery and was kind of checking out some of the things over there and found a, um, I found something, I believe it was either a note or whatnot, talking about the harbor. And also, uh, there was some Latin based sort of text, uh, that was like, Ven- uh, should I do this? Venite et fructum non. You know, it's a bunch of Latin. You know, it's just a bunch of stuff on a piece of paper. <laughs> It's Latin, you know, the Romans. It's great. So, anyway, uh, then uh, I went home. My character, Walter D'Amico, went back to his uh, abode, which is in the soda shop. But when he got there, there was a frantic owner, Mr. Santino, I believe his name is, uh, who was white in the face and told me that something had happened. I burst in. I found my mother uh, afflicted, similarly to the people I had seen. I grabbed her and I ran out into the night to run her to... um, Burn Island Hospital. And I believe the last thing was that Aaron was reading lots of weird books about um, something. Oh, yeah. I knew I forgot something. 
So let's go ahead and bring up this scene now. I am going to skip over the night of you bringing your mother into the hospital and potentially meeting Butch along the way. It is going to be early day Tuesday now. The what day, day was, after. Okay, it was yeah. Monday. Monday. And so Monday night, you brought your mother to the hospital. The scene comes up. Um, we have Walter in the waiting room of Rhode Island Hospital, having spent the entire night there. Um, waiting to hear what's going on with his mother. Walter, would there be anybody else with you? Would you have run into Butch and have him come with you? Um, it depends on the probably the route that Butch took. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to impede him from any sort of investigations that he was trying to, you know, um, make. But, I mean, it, it, Walter's probably the type of guy that, like, wouldn't, wouldn't ask for help, you know, um, but would probably let on that he might need some support so it's like he wouldn't impose upon butch but um if butch ran into him uh he would certainly welcome the company but not like demand it sort of thing or like plead for it what do you think butch what would you be doing uh if i found out about his mom i would 100 percent uh be there um in my non-school time and even limit any other activities even even as much as i like baseball i'd be skipping baseball practice to be there all right so it is early morning probably before school has started um and so butch would you be there in the hospital with him yeah especially since it probably just happened the previous night correct yes yeah yeah i I would think i would all right So the two of you are in the hospital, in the waiting room. It's been a long night. Neither of you have really gotten very much sleep, um, waiting to hear from the doctors what's happening to Walter's mother. Um, What conversations would you guys have? What would you be talking about? I'd probably be trying to talk about non-mom-related stuff, but in a somber tone to kind of keep his mind off of it as much as possible probably failing to do so so yeah i mean we got we got the we got the game this week and i i mean i know i don't expect you to be there but if you need me here i can i can make sure to be here for you well i mean i gotta see you know you should you should play butch you know that's your future there um you know i gotta figure out how to tell my uncle he doesn't he doesn't have uh, a phone down there in uh charlestown so uh i gotta like and figure out a way to like get down there somehow and like tell him or send like uh send something in the mail probably just send him a quick letter telling him what's happened uh you know i don't even now let I mean, me go let me go I, I i can run down there and you oh, stay here I that mean, would, I can, yeah you I mean you run to the post office for me real quick and just send I, him a quick, whatever you need man whatever you need yeah well here's the uh i'll tell him the kind of address um and uh you know i I have, like, one of my flashcards that was still in my pocket, and I kind of just take one of the, you know, something that's available in the doctor's office and write it it down in the back of uh, one of the flashcards. Sounds good. As you're speaking, as you're writing things down, Walter, on your piece of flashcard there to give to Butch, the door to the wards open. It's the first time that they've opened, and out steps what appears to be very tired, very worn-down appearing physician. Uh, older gentleman, dark hair, wearing a white coat. And uh, he looks down at his chart, looks up at you and says, Either of you Walter D'Amico? Yeah, that's me. 
Is my mom okay? Like, what's going on? Yeah, why don't you come with me? Who, uh, is that boy there with you too? Yeah, he's about to take off uh, to the uh, the post office. Yeah, Butch, uh, if you could let my uncle send him a letter, that'd be that'd be great. And I'll, uh, you know, then you can head off to school. I don't want to, you know, I'll be okay. You sure, man? I mean, I I can uh, see if I can find some of the others. At least someone can be up here with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been through this uh, before, so I um, I'll be I'll, I'll be make o- sure I'll they know fine. at least. Yeah, I'll make sure they know. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Doc, let's Be strong, go. man. Be strong. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so, Butch, you are leaving for the post office, and the doctor leads you, Walter, into the ward. As you walk in, you realize the ward is quite cramped. It's not a small hospital ward, but it seems like it has been overstuffed with beds. There are too many patients for this room. All of them are under their covers. They look to you to be quite pale, Most of them are muttering some gibberish. None of them are out of bed. And very few of them are completely unconscious, just laying down. It's a quiet ward. There are nurses stepping around, checking in on the patients. But there is a hush that has fallen in this room. And the doctor walks you over towards the right side of the ward, towards where most of the women in this uh, ward are laying, and directs you to a bed on that side. And on the bed is your mother. She looks pale, a little bit as if she has a sheen of sweat on her. She is staring up at the ceiling, awake, but does not seem to react to your presences. And you can see that she is very quietly mouthing some words that you can't hear from this distance. Um, I guess I will uh, get closer just to, you know, kind of get up beside the bed and ask the doc, doc, is it okay if I get closer or is it? Yeah, your mother seems to have this strange illness that we've been seeing for the last year. Nothing that is going to change what she's going through right now. Is, um... Has anyone gotten better from this yet? Or is anyone, like... Everyone that I've seen has... We've transferred up to Boston. We've transferred them down to Yale. But nobody that I've seen that've gotten, that's gotten better in Rhode Island. So, let me get... Th- Sorry, I'm not the most... Uh, I'm not the smartest guy. It's been a long night. Uh, so, what you're saying is that... See, it seems like some people who have left Providence have gotten better once they've, like, gone to like, Yale or Boston... That's what they tell me up in Boston, but I haven't seen it here with my own eyes. So if I, like, um, was it, did they, did they do anything at these hospitals? Did anything different, or they just get, like, kind of better on their own once they were, like, out of the city? Listen, I'm just the overnight doc taking care of these people. I don't know a ton of what's going on. We don't understand this illness at all. All right. Um, well, I'm just gonna, you know, you look about as worn out as I do, so, uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a few minutes with my mom. I might... Um, is there someone here during, like, the day that I could, like, uh, talk to about maybe, like... I don't know how much money to send her up to Boston or Yale, but, like, uh, maybe, like, some, like, fresh fresh air in the South would be okay? Like... Yeah, we can send you one of our social workers if you want. Um, hey, listen. Your mother was holding this in her hand, and he hands you a slip of paper. Ooh. Mean anything to you? I don't know. You just handed it to me. Let me look at it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh, Walter's like, he looks at it, um, and examines the paper. 
Yeah, it's a small piece of paper. It seems to have been torn off like a, a piece of larger paper. It's just kind of like large enough to open, um, smaller than like a three by five index card. Looks like someone just tore off the bottom part of like an eight by 11 letter page. And on it is an address. It says 135 Benefit Street, Providence. I don't, uh, would I know what's over there, I guess? Uh, I mean, you know where Benefit Street is. You know, ex- I mean, you would like kind of know where Benefit Street is compared to everything else. You know that it's just um, like it's on College Hill, but it's kind of like descending College Hill towards downtown. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I know where it is. But I don't, the address doesn't, I mean, I'm really tired, but like the address itself doesn't really leap out at me. But I guess I'll check it out a little later, I guess. Um yeah, I mean, my uncle. I send. I've had my friend send a letter to my uncle uh, down in uh, uh, down in Charlestown, and um, hopefully he'll come up in a day or so, and you know, however long it takes him to get here, and then uh, we'll, I guess, go from there. I I might send her out of the city uh, back down there, just because I don't. I'm not sure if I'm. An, I, you know, I, if no one's getting better here, I mean, like, what's the point? You know, um, no offense, you guys are doing a. Probably, I'm sure, the best you can, but it's like, sorry, I just don't, I'm just going to spend some time with her right now. Sorry. He nods, and he he looks at you, and he says, you in school? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I know the, the term's almost done, but yeah, I mean, would normally be in school right now. Uh, and he kind of nods at you, and he says, um, I'm sorry this is happening, and he kind of walks away towards the next bed. All right, and I'm just going to kind of kneel next to my mother real quick and just say, um, Hey, uh, Ma, I, uh, I, know it, I know it's uh, probably not feeling great right now. I'm really scared. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. I'm going to get you out of here. Um, you know, I've always said you should stop working anyway, and, like, I'm going to... You know, I was talking to the, um... Have I, ever, have I established my uncle's name at any point in this? I don't think so, no. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah. Ben. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Steven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Steve, he's, uh, you know, he's gonna come up and, uh, he, you know, he's, he's been making, we've been making a lot more money in Charlestown with the smaller boat and he's enough to maybe buy a bigger one and move, uh, fully into Galilee so we can do the bigger sort of hauls and get some of the bigger fish there and, um, to just take care of you. So, uh, it's, it's going to be all right. And, um, we're going to, I'm going to move you down there as quickly as I can. Cause this, um, it's obviously something just something wrong here. Um, but I'm so sorry. I should have been there to help you. Um, but I'm going to, we're going to get through this, and I'm not going to lose you the way I lost Dad. And you hear her muttering. She does not respond to what you say. Her eyes look off towards the ceiling, but beyond, as if not seeing what's in front of her. And you hear her whisper, It burns. It beats your mind down. Can't get away. And with that, we are going to time jump a little bit forward to school afternoon in your English period where Butch, Aaron, and Raymond, all three of you have class together. Let's say it is the last period again before the school day is over. Walter, would you have left the hospital to go back to school? Probably not, actually. I mean, if I'm not there already, I probably would have had Butch, like... You know, after you sent the letter, I'd probably like say, tell him what's going on, and then 
Um, they probably understand, and then I'd, uh, I'd probably go to this address, actually, just to, you know, just see what it was, uh, at least. I'm not sure if I'd stay or do anything there, and then from there mm-hmm. I might have gone to school after the fact. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it depends on what's at that address. Okay. Let's come back to you. I'm gonna go to the three others here. It's gonna be um, again, English class. You're all quietly reading from your books of Macbeth, which you have been studying over the last couple days with Mr. Althorpe, if you remember. And so as the rest of the class is reading quietly, I would say the three of you probably have a little bond now and are sitting kind of in the back of the class with your books held up. Sure. Do you talk about anything? I would have filled them in at least on everything I knew about uh, Walter's mom and... Um how I dropped off the letter for him and that he uh, wanted us to uh, know that he's doing okay, but uh, I'm trying to make them seem like everything's okay, kind of whispering, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's doing all right. I think he just needs needs our support right now. Aaron's face is super tired out to the point that you would probably notice this is like his sixth can of Coke right now just to like trudge through the day he's he's a combination of tired from the all not the super all-nighter but like the dreams that he's had to him like focusing on the quizzes and tests that are coming up at the end of this that he's just his, his his paranoia is slowly starting to come up but he's just too tired to like want to like focus on it so like Walter, mom, hospital, right. Shit. Would you tell them about what you learned from your books? Or would would you keep that more to yourself? Um, And do you have those books with you? The books, yeah. um, They're definitely with me. It it would be like more like kind of a bit of gibberish because I'm so tired and I'm like... I'll, I'll tell them as best and as coherently as I can, but... If they can understand what I'm trying to, like, get out from what I found, that'd be up to them. What about you, Raymond? Raymond has been uncharacteristically silent all class. And you would have noticed, both of you, that when he put down his backpack by his chair, there was an an unusual thunk as it hit the floor. And he's actually been reading his school text. What's wrong with you, man? Been, Been quiet. I'm not complaining. Hey, Butch. Yeah? It's worth sacrificing yourself to save a, a bunch of other people, right? Uh, like in what context are you talking about? If you had to put yourself in danger. I mean, yeah, in general. I mean, like in war, for example, you know, my father always taught me, you know, it's a... You know, it's a it's a team. You, you work together. You know, it's similar to sports, except you know, life and death's on the line, and you do what you have to do. You take orders, and you know, but you don't run from trouble. You you head into it headlong. But I mean, that that's the job. I mean, what are you referring to? Do you really think it it, it it's just normal? This uh, illness. You really think it's not vampires? No, no, man. It's it's not normal. I don't know what uh, Aaron's thoughts are on it, but uh, it's it's definitely not freaking normal. Yeah, Aaron, you're smart. You think this is uh, something supernatural? We are beyond from normal now. 
it's, it's just these words they keep playing over and over and over my head and I'm trying to get a better understanding what they mean but they don't make a lick of sense do you tell them what those words are Aaron um from the books that I I thought I transcribed them last episode you so you couldn't translate the Finnish book since you don't speak Finnish mm-hmm. um, but there were two books that were in English one was already translated into English from German and then you guys had had a note that said what about where it is strongest the harbor the cemetery meet at the usual place SOT so I think you know Aaron you may have relayed to everybody the topics of the books that you were able to read so one was the German book that was translated when the world was young and it talks about kind of the these stories of ancient creatures falling to earth and then the other book the Finnish book you really could only look at the pictures and then the last book the creatures from space which was a Victorian fairy tale essentially for children talked about essentially like the origins of the world so I definitely would have been bringing that up when I have this one book I couldn't I couldn't fully translate it my my finish isn't that great if it was Greek or Latin I would have been more fine but the imageries behind it the imageries behind it was was really intense and the other one that was translated from German was more about where the world had started as well as again creatures coming from space and just being being inhabitants and then somehow they just been dormant here it it's been a lot for those that are listening so for ray and butch go ahead and roll either history or education to see if you understand what aaron is telling you can i argue occult uh, occult as well yes it's a 97 oh no <laughs> you really don't know anything that's happening space i only know about vampires i also failed okay I think, you know, both of you listen to Aaron, but this certainly doesn't make any sense. And I don't think Aaron has made this any easier to understand because he's so tired and he's kind of just been, he's kind of like rambling on and he's like putting together sentences that make sense in his head, but don't necessarily make sense otherwise. While he's talking though, I kind of just out of habit, I've got my baseball in my hand. I'm just kind of like flipping it up, you Mm -hmm. know, about 12 inches, catching it with one hand. I'm doing it. You know, I don't even have to look. I'm just that good at it. Just flip, flip. And he's like talking, talking. I catch words, trying to make sense of what he's talking about. Hear the part about, you know, something about creatures falling from space and looking at the baseball, looking at the baseball. And I stop for a second. It's kind of like, hey, what? you guys remember in summer, something about a, a, something about a meteor falling? When was that? Everybody roll history to remember. 90 fail. 85. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are we doing? What game not, are we playing? Not rolling well. <laughs> um, quick success. Good success. Nice. Aaron, you remember that um, it was May 13th of 1914, so almost exactly one year ago, that the Times published um, about a shooting star and a meteor that had landed in Providence Harbor. So yeah, I would have definitely said, "I like as I'm like rambling." I would have stopped. It was the last year to this day that 
that rock fell here, fell onto Providence. And then coherently go back to babbling, trying to make sense of what I was going on about, about the three books. Yeah, I only remember that because my, my mother's always been kind of a stargazer and she she's throw a big deal about it for like a week. I mean, that, that wouldn't have anything to do with this. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is, it's gotta be vampires. Raymond, roll an intelligence check for me. That is an extreme success. Nice. I was gonna say, you gotta switch out your dice. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone around you, you know, as Butch is talking about Walter's mother falling sick, as Butch kind of reminds you that there had been this meteor that had fallen and Aaron bringing up the date, you remember last night that your father had talked to you about that house that he was so interested in and those words that he had said to you, people have fallen ill. Everyone that's rented in that house has fallen ill. And you remember him telling you it's called the Shunned House on 135 Benefit Street. So Raymond suddenly slams the book of Macbeth closed. I'm leaving. You can come with me or not. I don't care. You going to the hospital? First? Yeah, I'm coming. So you get up and it's like the middle of class? I gotta pee. We all gotta pee, mister. Uh, Mr. Althorpe, who has been sitting behind his desk very quietly, you know, going over his lesson plan, kind of looks up and says, Oh, one, one at a time. <sighs> it, it's one, number one two. One at a time. I gotta go. And he kind of waves and he's like, Hall pass, hall pass. I go grab a hall pass. I kind of mouth the words back at those guys. Meet me outside. And he kind of goes back to looking at his lesson plan. If the two of you would like to leave, just like run out of there, you can do that. Um, you might track some attention because now some of the other kids are looking at you like, what the heck? Um, if you want to sneak out, um, you're going to have to roll me some dodges. Probably too early in the timeline to have fire alarms, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless they have a bell somewhere. I didn't care about fire safety back then. Um, Actually, yeah, roll me a dex if you want to try and sneak out. Or whatever you want to do in ter- if you want to, like, persuade Mr. Alport. I need to switch these out. It's a 91. Uh, all right. I mean, so are you getting up and leaving the room? I mean, Raymond doesn't particularly care if anybody notices. Oh. All right. So, Raymond, you pick up your bag and your books. And at first, you're, like, attempting to sneak out quietly. But as soon as you, like, throw your bag over your shoulder, you know, because of how many things are in it, everyone just hears this, like, thunk. And everyone looks up at you. Mr. Althorpe looks up and says, Young man, young man, sit down. I have not dismissed you. I got some things to do, Mr. Althorpe. And you watch him get up very slowly, kind of as like a unfit older gentleman would do, as if he's coming after you. You want to run away from him? Yeah, he's running out the door. <laughs> okay. Roll that dex again for me, and I will roll dex for Mr. Althorpe. Mr. <laughs> Althorpe. For Mr. Althorpe to succeed a dex roll is going to be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, he fails. I have a hard success. Okay, great. You run out that door. You have Mr. Althorpe kind of still, like, coming around his desk, shaking his, like, cane at you, trying to, like, get you to come back, but he really can't catch you. What about you, Aaron? Are you leaving? Are you staying? N- no. He's, he's, he's... There's, like, not so... Like, you, well, how long were class periods? Like, what, like, 45 minutes or so back in high school? Uh, it's... 
it was like literally like almost 20 minutes left in class. I would have honestly stayed because as much as I'm good at like having my fingers in, in, in everything and I have like developed a network, I, did, I usually take schoolwork a little bit more um, serious and personally. Okay. So All I right. would have stayed behind. And plus, very realistic. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm too jacked up on coke right now to like be thinking about like I need to leave. Freezing comes Coca Cola kids. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Yes. And it's probably bottles right now. You probably don't have cans of Coca yeah. no. at this point. It's, it's, it's a bottle yeah. of Coke right now. That makes sense. School's sacred to Aaron. All right. So Raymond, you and Butch meet outside. Where are you going? Hey Butch. Uh, you know I don't pay much attention in school. More than me. I was reading that. Uh, Macbeth book and uh, the lady's like washing her hands and can't get the the blood stain out the I don't want that to be me man we gotta go man, we gotta go save some people yeah I mean don't think like that man Just we, we're going to check to see how Walter's doing and then where did you want to go yeah Butch we're going to get Walter okay and then what as we're kind of I start jogging I assume I try to keep let Ray keep up with me then we're going to Benefit Street. The hell is Benefit Street? Answers. <laughs> I'm jogging right. a little faster now. The adrenaline's kicking in. I feel like I got a mission. As the two of you are jogging down Hope Street towards the hospital, we're going to bring the scene back up to Walter, who is leaving the hospital. Walter, you are going to go to 135 Benefit? What time of day was like, the conversation with the doctor and stuff like that? Early morning. So that was probably like... You know, 8 a.m., a little bit before school would have started. So I probably would have spent a little bit of time with my mom, with my mother, you know, just like before before leaving, mm-hmm. you know. So I probably spent a few hours there. Yeah. Uh, and I probably went and got something to eat, you know, because mm-hmm. I was probably pretty tired. And then so I probably went back to the apartment first, took yeah. a bit of, took a, you know, a, a power nap, you know, and then had myself like a phosphate. Um, just to <laughs> kind of pet my, myself up a little bit. And uh, then I probably would have, like, in the afternoon, probably, like, gone to the uh, to that house. Um, All right. Figuring school was kind of a lost cause today. Let's say, Butch Raymond, you guys are running down Hope Street. You're running down. You get down towards, you know, Thayer, Waterman. And at that point, you see a very familiar figure of Walter D'Amico walking down the street as well. Walter's kind of like just like looking around, like benefit. Am I a benefit yet? No, it's a little further up. Um, hey, Walter. Hey. Oh. Hey, Bush. What's going on? Um. What? What are you doing? I mean, we're we're gonna go meet you at the hospital. What? Well, you can meet me here. Saves us some time. We ran all the way from school. Um. Wait, how, is this school even out yet? Nah, we 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 jetted. Hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, how's your How's I, your mother? Well, you know, uh, it's no change, but the doctor, uh, she had this, like, little weird piece of paper in her, uh, in her hand. The doctor gave me, and it had this address on it on Benefit Street that I'm gonna go, uh, check out. I don't know why she would've... Walter, Walter. Yeah? And Raymond kind of adjusts the heavy backpack. It clatters. Everything's coming into place, Walter. Uh, going to mean? Benefit Street. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going there myself. Uh, you can come with me, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't understand. It's just an address. My dad says people who move in there get sick. You kidding me? We're going to find answers there, Walter. And I've got the tools we need in this bag. Well, uh, holy, holy crap. Uh, 
So, oh, Butch, you sent that letter to my to my uncle Steve, right? I did. I did. Cool. Uh, well, he'll he'll probably take. Uh, that'll probably take about probably get there today at some point if you send it early enough. Um, then uh, he could probably get up here by tomorrow, maybe even later today. So, hope I told him to go right to the hospital in the letter. So, um, that's he'll take care of Ma. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, let's go figure out what's going on in this house. Uh, is there? Is there? Aaron's coming too, but oh. uh, he's too much of a wuss to skip school. No, nah, that's why he's 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 smart. He's a smart kid. So we gotta get a notes from somebody. I left him the address. Good. So he'll meet us there, and uh, maybe he'll save our butts if this is not good. Yeah, I mean, if the vampires come after us, he'll he'll save us, right? And I kind of give uh, Raymond a little tap on the shoulder. Raymond's eyes get really really big. And I'm he just hugs with you. you. He just hugs you. <laughs> you know, no nah, shit. Nah, nah, get get off nah. me. Get off. No shit, though. You believe me. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no shit, though, guys. Uh, the guy was telling me that really the only people that have uh, that he's heard that have gotten better from this have left Providence. Anyone who stayed there hasn't no change. And uh, my mom was saying something. She was like, her eyes were open. She was staring at the ceiling, and she was just saying something like, it burns, it beats you down. It beats down your mind, or it beats your mind down, or something like that, and can't get away. It just... This, I mean, at this point, there could possibly be vampires involved with this. I'm not going to rule it out. This, this is bizarre to me. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about it, but I got a letter from my brother. He mentioned something about even in Boston, some of the people he's been seeing are real malnourished and weak. But uh, uh, he did also mention Brown University, saying that uh, something about some strange happenings, not just at physics, but... Uh, history department maybe uh maybe that's another place we can check out if we don't find out anything here yeah i wonder just like what's going on but let's uh i guess let's talk and walk a little bit let's let's make our way over to the you know over to this house uh it gets to let's act casual though you know this uh, is sooner uh, the better well i mean if vampires are actually real i don't want them like you know looking at me through the window and be like all right we're gonna as soon as he walks in let's you know drink all of his blood or like eat his garlic what is it what does they do i don't really know much about him again yeah what do you got in the bag maybe you get, maybe arm us up so raymond swings the heavy bag off his shoulders he's a small guy so it's obvious that this thing weighs a lot uh he pulls out two hammers hands you each old style double-ended hammer like a workshop hammer and uh a handful of very sharpened school pencils <laughs> <laughs> and right. one head of garlic each. You know, fuck it. Uh, at this point, let's just let's go. I tried to find a saw, but uh, my old man has it locked up. No, I mean it's all right. If we uh, if we die, we die with pencils in our hands. It's just great. <laughs> like good students. Can I? <sighs> would you have your baseball bat, Butch? No, I was just gonna say. Would I? Would we say that? This might be sort of on my way to my past my house. I'm not sure how far from the school this Benefit Street is. I think your house is in the opposite direction. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because we're going south and like basically just north of like where Rhode Island Hospital and everything is. As we're running, I would keep an eye out on driveways for any anything laying in driveways that could be a little bit more more impactful than a pencil. Uh, do you want to listen? Roll I'm for doing that? my best here. Sure. <laughs> 
It's Let's wood. It'll get the job done. You stick this in something that's hot. Roll a spot hidden. Another fail. Okay. Well, you don't I'm gonna, find it. I'm going to roll thing. that. As, I'm going to roll. Uh, okay. Just, just to see. You're like looking for something else that look, could be a weapon, right? <laughs> it's bigger than a pencil. <laughs> Listen, boys, you stab most things in the heart and they die. It's a, it's under a 50. So I got a, I got a 34. So that's a... Uh, my spot hidden is a 50. So that means uh-huh. it's a success, right? Success. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, So I would say that because it's a success, you find, um, I don't think you find a gun or anything like that, but I think you probably do find like a very, very sharp, um, I would say like one of those like envelope openers in somebody's like open garage. I mean, this uh, seems a bit better than a pencil just in case it's not like vampires and it's just some weird guy or like. So it's like, it's like a letter opener. It's just, I don't, I don't know, it's just something, it's like uh, one of those things you, you know, open letters with. Big enough pencil. So it, it, I think what we can do is have you, like, use it as a knife, because um, it's, like, kind of sharp, you know? You're going to look real silly when you stab one of those things in the heart with it and it doesn't die. Well, I mean, if it's, you know, something else besides a vampire, I mean, then I'll be happy I have my little letter opener. Fine, fine. So the three of you um, walk down Providence... And you make it very soon to 135 Benefit Street. Uh, before you, you see a what appears to be like an old colonial. You see that it's painted this like very unappealing shade of yellow. And outside of it just kind of looks, again, has that old, decrepit look that all the buildings in Providence has. And around it, you also find this very odd smell. You can't really figure out what that smell is, but it strikes you as very strange. Aaron, when are you going to be coming in? They've been walking for a little while. You're about 20 minutes behind them, so I don't think you're quite here yet. We did talk a little bit about stuff, though. We could scope out the house a little bit before sure. we try to enter, give them some time to catch up. So pretty Outside. much what ended up happening when I would have caught up is like after class, I would have had my bag and my baseball bat with me, and I would have just went directly to the to the address before chugging like what's like what my seventh bottle of Coke now. Okay. So all I right. am strong the fuck out, and I'm I'm like all right, let's go fight all some aliens or vampires. God, I'm gonna be so pissed off if Raymond's right about this. All right, we'll come back to you in just a second. The three of you that are now standing outside the house, what do you do? This house is fucking ugly. It's part of my French. A lot of windows. Are any of the windows, like, the drapes drawn, or are they all open, or... Yeah, you can't see inside. All of the drapes are drawn. The windows um, look quite dirty um, and undusted, as if someone hasn't cleaned this house in many, many years. So even if there weren't, like, curtains, you can see some curtains, it's very difficult to look in because of how, like, smeared and, like, um, kind of, like, dusty the windows appear. Is there, like, anyone around? Uh, Right now, in the middle of the day, on a Tuesday, there's really nobody on this street. People would be at work or they're in their homes, but you don't see anyone around you. Uh, Is there, like, a backyard? Uh, Do you want to go to the back of the house? Yeah, I like to kind of scope around, like... I don't want to. I want to make sure that like people don't think we're kind of breaking and entering sort of thing. Um, you know, don't want to look super shady. So I kind of want to just mm-hmm. you know 
like almost like do a pretend like oh I lost something and maybe he's over here in <laughs> a baseball oh uh Walter yeah what Walter you said French I feel like I'm forgetting something oh yeah well you know um what ha- what anybody seeing Angel today no I, I mean I've been at the hospital so I assume she was in school Angel uh, Angel and uh, nah, I, I, I don't I, know how to pronounce it. I had seen her since we left her the other night Angel Angel I'm sure she's doing all right. We uh, we should probably focus up real quick on this house, though. This thing doesn't look uh, hospitable. I guess is the word uh, that I would have, I would totally use here. Well, that's why I brought the hammers. What are you gonna Butch, fix you think it? You can... Nah, I'm gonna break in. But you think you can break the uh, locks or something? Glad you asked. Let's go around back, check out the back door. All right, so you start to walk around the house. It's a New England house, and so um, you guys would know that like it's actually built very close to all the other houses around it, and there's not very much space in between the two houses, and there's actually not very much of a backyard either because there's another house that's just like right behind it. It's kind of very close quarters, not really like a backyard, but certainly um, when you walk around back, you can see that there is like a small fence that's probably about six feet high dividing the properties of the first house that you guys are at and the house behind it. Um, And you can see um, around back, there is indeed a back door. Similarly, it looks dilapidated. There are more windows in the back, but again, very difficult to see in because most of them are covered in dust. So I can can see over the fence because I'm 6'2". So do I see like just a point of entry? Like I'm sure the fence is kind of dilapidated as well, but is there a gate? Mm -hmm. Is there like a... No, you can see that like this fence was built, it seems like, to divide the property. So there's no way of like opening the fence to like go to the next property. It's more just like the property behind it is facing the other side of the street, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we're inside the fence. So you're exactly, you're inside the fence and you're on this side of this property on 135 Benefit Street. And then whatever the next property is, is like there's no entrance to it because it's you see the back of that house um and then that house would be facing the next street over i guess in the uh since i'm just kind of looking around is the back of the house of that of the not of not the house where but the adjacent house uh are there the windows open are they like is anyone like kind of at them looking at us why don't you roll a spot hidden check you guys keep an eye open i'm gonna try to get this door open that's a 98, so that's not great. You don't see anybody at the house. For what it's worth, you notice that the curtains appear to be drawn. It doesn't appear that there is anybody looking at you. All right, Butch, you wanted to try and break open the door? First, I will try to see if it's locked. Oh, okay, go ahead. And you open it. It check is for, locked. Check for traps. <laughs> Wait, bro, it is locked. All right. It's called food. Um, the whole thing's a trap, Tyler. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Uh, try to be quiet. I don't know how's how how sturdy does this lock look on this door. Uh, I mean, it's like a standard door lock. It doesn't look like it's you know anything else than just like a, a doorknob. Is it like a, a um, solid door or does it have like a half glass top to it? Oh, uh, good question. So there are panes of glass. So it's like um, there's like the doorknob and then there's mm-hmm. like you know like the one two three four like nine panes mm-hmm. of glass. Yeah. Hey. Uh, let me let me see your bag, Raymond. Just the just the bag. Is it is it almost empty? No, no just I just need something to wrap the hammer in. I kind of wrap the hammer in it and just kind of ram it into one of the little panes of glass. Try to break the glass. 
Nice. Um, so what I'm going to have you do is r- do two separate rolls. I'm going to have you do strength to see if you actually break the window and then give me um, a roll with advantage for stealth because you had the ingenious idea of wrapping up the hammer. Well, failed on strength, of course. Um, geez, oh, Pete. And then, uh, oh, actually, I succeeded on stealth. All right. So you kind of do this a little bit too gingerly, I think, because you don't want to make any noise. So you kind of take the hammer and you like do a little thunk, <laughs> and it doesn't break the glass. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, muscles over there. Do you want to? Do you want some help? Real nice, Butch. Real nice. But nobody I, hears you. <laughs> I, I, I just testing to see if it was weak. Okay, I, I'm just. Yep, I you are. Go a little, I, I'm. And skipping baseball practice or something. All right, Pitching it's gonna on. be a little louder. A little louder this time. Oh, All maybe right, go should ahead we do like? The same thing. <laughs> and I, I, I put a little more umph into it. Can I do it with advantage on strength? Um, I mean, I, yes, because you're doing it with a hammer. But I, I would say that I think either you have the advantage on your strength or you have the advantage on your stealth. But I'm not going to give you both. Well, it's going to be less stealthy because it's going to be harder and probably a little okay. louder. All right. So go ahead and roll with the advantage on strength, not on not on stealth, though. Uh, well, my first roll, I don't even need to roll with advantage because it was a three. Nice. So that is a, uh, um, I think that's a critical success, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. You break the shit out of that window. <laughs> but do you do it quietly? Well, let's see. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, the first time around, like, you go, like, dunk. Everyone's, like, giving you shit about it, and you're like, what, I just needed more strength. And you're like, and you just, like, shatter this window. Kind of grip my teeth. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, uh, Walter's going to just cough really loudly. <laughs> okay. Try to just mask the, uh, I don't even know. <clears throat> that was kind me coughing. Before I reach in, I want to try to peek through, kind of see if I... Yeah. See anyone moving? Sure. I'm not going to make you roll on this just because okay. you're peeking in and you're looking through a window and you can do that. Um, so you look inside and you see what appears to be um, an old house. It looks like, you know, you are looking directly into what looks like the kitchen of the house. Um, it's old. Um, it looks like there's very old wallpaper, but there is furniture that is still there. What's surprising to you is that everything in the house actually looks pretty well maintained. You can see the kitchen table from here, and it does not look like it's covered in dust, um, even though the windows are. And the chairs, too, look like they have been recently dusted or polished. And the stovetop and everything looks like it's pretty well maintained. Not new, certainly. But not like someone hasn't lived here for 50 years. Hey, uh, Butch, do you have a baseball on you? Yeah, of course I got a baseball. Wait, you need it? Yeah. Um, Walter's going to take, take the baseball and throw it through the window, like throw it through the cracked window and like have it always like roll. Uh, you do that. Yeah, just in case someone's Clever. home, they catch us, they'll like be like, oh, sorry, we like hit up. Uh, we shouldn't have been playing in the street around the corner. Kind of arced over the other house, bounced off the fence, went right through the window. Just plausible. Yeah, yeah uh, Aaron, Aaron told me about this. It's called like uh, plausibly deniable. That makes sense. Or something I think. like that. Let's see if we can get this doll up and I kind of reach in, try to unlatch it from through the window. So, yeah, I mean, it's easy to do now that you've, like, broken the window. So you go ahead and unlatch the door, and the door opens. Walter, when you throw that ball into the kitchen, it goes into the kitchen, it bounces, rolls out of sight. You don't see or hear anything. 
Nothing. I think we're clear. They might be asleep because it's uh, daytime. How dark is it in here? It's not super dark, but imagine like in the middle of the day, if your house, like all the windows were covered in curtains. So there's a little bit of light that's coming in, but there's no light on inside. Like a a muted. Yeah. You can still see. Should have brought a lantern here. It's not too bad. I mean, they do have a lot of windows. Do we smell anything stronger as we get inside? You still have that same strange smell, but it doesn't smell stronger. Okay. Plus, I got garlic. And um, I guess the question is, do you guys go in? Oh, yeah. I didn't break this window for shits and giggles. Should we wait for Norm? I mean, sorry. Should we wait for Aaron? I'm sure Aaron will catch up. Do, you, do one of us want to wait out front? Because I don't want to be hanging out in this backyard. Someone risks seeing us thinking we're doing a B&E. Isn't that like when you have to use the bathroom in the morning? <laughs> what? It's like a B... Oh, oh, oh sorry. Break, breaking and entering, man. I was thinking of like, yeah, something else. It was like it's a the, B. The Kappa lingo. Well, if one of you wants to wait for Aaron, I'm going in and I'm looking for a basement. Yeah, Right. Why don't we, since you're like the expert vampire hunter, like we want to make sure that you can save us in case something happens. So why don't you wait for Aaron and uh, Butch and I will just kind of go in for like the immediate like little scout and come right back out. Tell you what the lay of the land is. Raymond puts unlo- one arm on Walter's shoulder, looks him in the eye and says, nothing is going to stop me from going in this house. Well, we, can, uh, we can open up the front drapery so we can see if he shows up at the front and I'll unlock the door. Seems fair. All right, so you guys go into the house? Yeah. Yes. And do those things? Okay. Um, so why don't all three of you roll spot hidden checks for me? It's a little better. What is wrong with my dice? <laughs> that's, that's a success for Walter, just a normal. Okay. Normal success for Butch. 79. <laughs> Walter, as you walk through the house, you notice... That, again, the house doesn't quite seem abandoned to you. Even though from the outside it's dilapidated, the windows are covered in dust, you find that there is a desk in the middle of a room. There's multiple pieces of paper scattered around. And But you too notice that as you walk into the kitchen past the dining room, on the table there is a meal that appears half-eaten. The trash can in the kitchen seems to have relatively new trash in it. Just the newspaper from yesterday. I think someone might still be here. Yeah, hey, boy, should we like kind of just yell out we're sorry? Kind of go with the whole baseball thing just so they know they're not like, I don't know what to do. Just, just like yell out, hey, sorry, we're here. We broke your window with a baseball. That sort of thing. Should we do that? He's I think you just did. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, yeah, I vampires, they'll be asleep. If they're human, they'll be awake. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, Walter. Yeah, well, you told you not to hit that baseball in here. Yeah, Hello? sorry. Hello. Yeah, we hit, a, we hit a ball through your back window. Uh, we're here to just apologize and to get our ball and to see if you're weird, but mostly to apologize. And you say that and wait, and no sound comes from the house. Let's kind of leave you guys for just a second. Aaron, you are um, on your seventh bottle of Coke, walking down the street. You come to the front of 135 Benefit Street. How do you feel? Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
<laughs> so, I'm having all this play in my head from earlier today to now. I'm a little bit more calmed, I guess, taking the walk, the user stroll towards the hot towards this um address um kind of helped ease me a bit so at that moment i i assume that probably came after the knocking the, the breaking and entering yeah uh I'm, well, i suppose you don't know yeah i wouldn't have known so i'm looking through like the front door okay so yeah. you come across the house again it also appears to you to be this kind of really ugly shade of yellow you walk up to the front door and you look through the front door windows Mm -hmm. it's difficult to see i'm gonna have you roll a spot hidden check for me because while there are no curtains on the front door windows it is dusty it's really difficult to look into that house that's a partial success okay so just like a success Mm -hmm. okay um so you look in and you see what appears to be a room the foyer into the house and uh overall it seems like a pretty normal house um i would ask the three of you inside are you guys at the front door yet have you guys went gone to unlock it i probably would have uh, as soon as we yelled out gone okay. up to the front kind of pulled the drape a little bit so um let's do this i think it'll be funny if aaron you look into the house and all of a sudden you just see butch's face no, Jesus. Into the window. <laughs> ah, why? Oh, God. What, what I mean? Is that a vampire? House? Did you find one? Yeah, there's one in the front door here. I'm going to open the door. You stab it real quick, okay? I'm ready. One, I'm ready. Two, three. And yeah. I open the front door. <laughs> and baseball swing to the chest. Really? We're attacking no. each other now? <laughs> no. Now, Raymond would stop as soon as he sees his aunt. Very funny, Butch. Very funny. Get in here. This is serious, Butch. Why the hell are y'all breaking into this house? Just get in. It's already done. Walter's at the desk. We're looking for alien vampires. Walter, you said you're at the desk? <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. At the desk, you find many pieces of paper and books. Roll for me your education. I believe there's also a library use. You can use that. Or history. These are, of course, Walter's strong suits. Um, of course. <laughs> let's go with education, I guess. I think that's the highest. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, it's not a fail, unfortunately, but it's uh, not horrible. Okay. It's not a horrible fail. All right. Um, so, I mean, you find many pieces of paper that you just don't seem to understand. There are what appeared to be newspaper clippings from the past year, pictures cut out of magazines and books just like posted all over the desk and the wall of things that you don't quite understand. There are lines and circles um, that are drawn and diagrams. In the meantime, you see scrawls of someone else's handwriting in the corners of these articles as if someone was really interested in this subject. And uh, the subject is something I just don't get, really. You can figure out that some of the articles are talking about that meteor that hit Providence last year and is in the harbor, but other than that, you don't really understand a lot of the other articles because they seem to do with, like, physics and astronomy and just other subjects that are kind of going over your head. 
Walter's probably going to start getting a little, like, frustrated and angry, kind of just not understanding this sort of thing. And I guess he'll just, you know, yell out just loudly, like, you guys, come look at this, please. I don't understand what the hell is going on with this, but could someone just explain what the hell this is? I can take a look. Uh, yeah, I would have come over. Um, I would have patted um, Walter on the shoulder and like, to kind of a signal, like, all right, get up a bit and let me sit down and see what I'm working with. So for you, Aaron, if you're looking, you can roll a cult if you would like. Um, you can also roll Cthulhu Mythos, because I think you may have a couple points in there. And same thing, you can roll History, Library Use, or Education. I'm gonna go with... Anybody else looking? Yeah, can I make this roll as well? Sure. I'm I'm gonna go with the Library Use. Okay. I have a hard success on a cult. Okay. So, um... For you, uh, Raymond, when you look at everything, you notice, again, that there are maps, there are articles about the meteor that has fallen into the Providence Harbor. Um, You also notice that um, among the sketches and drawings and articles are descriptions of things from beyond the stars. Um, A vampire that leaves its victims desiccated a vapor that lies under the earth, drawing power until it is mature, an idiot god at the center of the universe. And you recognize some of those myths because of your history and knowing about vampires from your father. They're described in horrific, detailed terms, and you read more about this vampire that floats between the stars, that sucks its life out of its victims, an alien gas in the soil, gaining its power from the life above. When my crit success gave me the same thing, I got like a 14. Uh, What did you use? Library use? Yeah. Okay. So um, for library use, you look through the books and the pieces of paper, and you too read more about these gods that fall from the sky when the earth was young. You too hear about, read about this vapor in the earth. And again, you see these books that are very similar to the ones that you have about the world's creation. Many of them seem just insane. In margins of the books, they're scrawled with phrases. They fell from the sky when the earth was young, just written over and over and over again. And many of these books you don't recognize because they're written in some form of ancient language that you're just not used to. Um, But on top of everything, you also notice the final entry in a diary that you find on the desk. And it says, now we will see what the meteor really is. Will we meet a god? Will we die? It's either at the harbor or the cemetery. We will make it uncover its mysteries. And below that is an illustration of the trajectory of that meteor falling. And next to it is written, Tuesday, July 14th. And beneath that is a map of Providence detailing the east side of the city. Circles and notes are written across it, circling different areas. And you specifically note that there is a circle around the harbor, specifically at the end of Hope Street. 
I think at that moment when I would have seen it, I would have um, collected those two, the map, the diaries, the like notes, and I would have just started stuffing them in my bag. Cause this, being in this place and reading all this is giving me an uneasing feeling. So I'm telling, I'm not gonna explain it now, but we need to fucking go now. For I mean, the two of you that rolled and understood what you read, I'm going to need both of you to roll sanity. 84. Is that good or bad? It's bad. All right, you're going to lose... I have a 47. Three points of sanity. And Aaron? Uh, uh, 70. Okay, is that good or bad? Remind me... So um, you rolled above your sanity, right? Because your sanity is 40-something right now? Yeah. Okay, so you lose three points of sanity. Okay. Has anyone lost... A total of 20 points of sanity. No, Bad yet. things happen at 20 points of sanity. Okay. All right. Sorry, Aaron, to uh, interrupt you. You're stuffing things into your bag. You're telling everyone you got to get out of here. Yeah. I don't... This place feels wrong. I want us all out of here now. Let's go. No, I'm not going here anywhere until I get some sort of answer. This place is... You said it's making people sick or something. I'm like... My mom's in the hospital. It's not... I got nothing left to lose. I'm gonna find something here that will explain this. Someone's got an answer for this. Look, Walter, I think I might have the answer, but here it feels wrong. I can't explain it to you here without. Look, I already look crazy to the other two. I need you to believe me for once. I will tell you the moment we get outside. I need fresh air. I can't be in here. No, I mean, I believe you. Just get out of here. I'm going to go into the basement real quick or the attic or something. See, or so in bedroom. See if I can find someone here who can actually just maybe give me some answers. They could need help, man. I mean, look at the food. Someone's been here as recent as probably 24 hours ago. They could have fallen and had a comatose reaction, whatever, like his mother. We got to at least check. And you didn't think it was weird. You find half-eaten food here. No one um, questioned why there's a broken window out there whatsoever. Not even the neighbors. Oh, we broke the window. Noticed anything? We broke the window. Sorry. That was us. He just puts his hands to his his face. I'm like... (sighs) Look, from the notes that I've gathered here, this house doesn't mean Jack Squad anymore. We need to actually check out the meteor site because that's where... That's what basically happened... On the day, more like how last year the meteorite fell or the shooting star. Well, the notes here say that that person went to that meteor site. And it's not that far from, it's actually in the harbor. We need to go over there. We might find more answers of what's happening to your mom down at the harbor. Not in the basement and not in an attic. Trust no. And now that who knows how long we might have until somebody comes and finds us. That's exactly what persuasion? I want. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Say that again. Persuade. Yeah, no, sure. I you can roll a persuasion to like have them like leave with me. Sure, you can roll a persuade, and everybody can determine for themselves um, what level of success you, so of success you need. I'm gonna have you roll and roll twenty so that we can all see this one because I think it does affect everybody. Oh. Uh, what's your persuade? <laughs> uh. For the listeners, 10%. this is an eighty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. for the listeners, this is an eighty-seven. But I was supposed to have gotten under 10%. Ooh, okay. I don't think you persuade anybody. No, no, I do not. <laughs> All right. Aaron, Just you real look- quick. Go ahead, Butch. 
No, just real quick. I just want to run upstairs, just make sure there's no dead body or something that, you know, because we already broke in here. I don't want to be related to some sort of crime other than breaking and entering if there's a dead body in this house. I mean, that's all. I, I, I believe you, man. I do. I just want to real quick check upstairs. If there's a basement, we can check the basement and leave. I mean, five minutes. Five minutes. I'll give you two. All right, I, and, I and run then, upstairs. And I just go and get the notes. As you all are talking about this, if you turn around to run up the stairs, you'll see that Raymond has dropped his pencil and his hammer on the ground and is sitting against the wall, hugging his knees. I, I would have turned around from that sound. Raymond, what's wrong? What happened? It's not a normal vampire. We need to leave. I know you're scared right now, but we need to go. And you clutching, dropping your 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 armaments isn't going to help any of us. I'm going to need you to literally be a big boy like the rest of us. Get it together. I'm Basically, I'm pretty much giving him the old be tough right now speech because I need him to go. What do you think we're going to do, Aaron? What do you think we're going to do? You think we're going to stab a cloud? Poison cloud from outer space? What do you think we're going to do? We're going to go get someone who might know more than us or the authorities. This Look, this has gotten bigger than us now. And I'm fucking scared. Look what happened to Walter's mom. Look what happened to the twins. Hell, my parents might, might be next. Your parents might be next. We can't be here. We yeah, we shouldn't go. be here. We shouldn't even be in Providence. We should be at... We should leave. We need to leave. Look, the semester's almost over. I'm gonna go to college. I hope I'm gonna pray for the best of you that you can finish school and maybe get out of here as well. Cause God knows we need a change. But I'm gonna need you to hold it together so we can go. Raymond jumps up and pushes Aaron lightly and says, "Aaron, we're all gonna die." And on that note, I'm going to go back to Butch and Walter, who have gone up the stairs. Or is it just Butch? It was just Butch. I was looking for the basement. Okay. All right. So um, let's go to Butch, who is going upstairs. Butch, you find the stairs upstairs. And actually, Walter, the stairs upstairs are also the same stairs that lead downstairs. Like, it's connected. Um, So, Butch, you're going to go upstairs. You walk up this kind of creaky, old, imagine like this colonial's built in the 1700s set of very thin stairs, very low ceilings, and you get to the second floor of this house. The second floor, again, appears old, but appears to be well-maintained. And the biggest thing that strikes your attention as soon as you get onto that second floor is that it seems that whoever has been living in this house has knocked several of the walls down. And so the second floor, instead of multiple rooms, is now one large room. And in the center of this, you see before you a strange eight-foot-tall machine. The most noticeable feature is this 15-foot-long iron arm attached to what appears to be a central pivot. And attached to that pivot is a wheel. And along the wheel are long, thick cables connected to what appears to be some type of petrol power generator in one corner of the room. Holy shit! I yell out. The arm looks like it's supposed to revolve 
horizontally, there is a circular space. And you realize this is why whoever's been here has made these modifications because there is a circular space about 30 feet across that has been kind of cleared for this machine in order to let this arm rotate. Currently, there is nothing happening, but the machine itself is leveled. It's screwed firmly to the floor and standing there in front of you. There are multiple, um, like I said, cables. The generator appears to be off. I thought you were going to say someone was standing there. I was like about ready to lose my shit. Um, Nobody is there. (laughs) I still yell out, holy shit. I said, um, you guys got to see this. Something really weird. I think Raymond and Aaron would hear Walter's going to the basement. So Raymond will tentatively march up the stairs. What would be a perception, uh, like a hearing, just to see if I hear it? Uh, Listen. Listen, where are you on my sheet? say 40 so actually i would have heard it okay what do you so, do i kind of like get stopped like partially way down the stairs and then kind of like turn around and be like oh fine and just you know trudge up there all right so the uh four of you get up into that second floor and you are faced again with this machine what do you do what in the absolute fuck is that i had never seen anything like this what are you waiting for butch start it up yeah, let's what? just let's just start up this mysterious machine that could turn us into like inside out. What if it's a vampire manipulation device or something? I, I don't want to be turned into one of those things. You, you'll freaking stab me. Butch, there's a uh, some sort of gaseous space vampire living under the city. <laughs> turn on the dang machine. What? Uh, you know, Raymond, why don't you do the honors here? Fine. Watch, watch the arm. I, I think it spins. Yeah, everyone kind of back up, I guess. All right, Raymond's going to try and start the engine. Okay. You got to hit the choke. Hit the choke. I know what I'm... Is there any oil in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off, Butch. Um, mechanical repair, operate heavy machinery. I don't think you need to roll this, just because it's a generator, and there's okay. a pretty clear lever that you're supposed to pull down. Don't forget to prime it. I, I rolled just a general check to see how badly Raymond would screw this up, but um, yeah. he did fine. So okay, it's a it would be a success almost any in almost any stat he has. So mm-hmm. all right, so you walk up to the generator, which you see is kind of feeding this machine, and you see a lever, and you try to force that lever down. It looks old. It's a little bit rusted, and does take all of your strength as kind of a, you know, scrawny teenage boy to really jam that lever all the way down. Can I hang from the lever? No, it, it's like a lower, like, lever. It's, like, to the ground. Oh, like, okay. The generator itself is not big, so there's, like, a generator, and then there is, like, the machine. Walter would probably help him out with that as well. All right. So the two of you push that lever down, and as you do, the machine seems to start with a judder, and the arm on that with that flywheel starts to revolve first slowly then gathering speed and just over the next few minutes begins to revolve faster and faster and faster and the machine itself seems to kind of judder and hit the floor in different places as it kind of whirls to life 
and that arm begins to spin faster and faster, becoming eventually a blur, displacing air and sending anything that's loose just flying across the floors. And you begin to realize, without any rolls, that it's pretty clear that this generator is no longer powering this machine because no earthly power could possibly produce the speeds in which this arm is now spinning. Suddenly, as the arm begins to spin, the arm spins and the lever begins to become horizontal. And so the spinning wheel is now vertical, spinning in front of all of you. And as this continues to go even faster than you can possibly imagine, the wheel forms what appears to be a portal. Everyone who has witnessed this, roll a sanity check. Failure. Success. Is there, is there a critical success for this? Or? And Butch had a regular success. Everyone who failed four points of sanity, let me know if you've lost more than 20 points of sanity in total. I'm down by 10. For the people who succeeded, um, how many points of sanity would they have lost? Uh, none. Okay, then yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm wealth is good as well. What do you do? Aaron, oh uh, yeah, we might, that was probably a good idea to leave. I regret not following your advice. What the hell? What is this? Yeah, it might be hell. It might literally be hell. Uh, yeah, it, Butch. it literally, it literally. Shut it off. Might be. I can't. I've never seen a machine like this before. Besides, I'm more of engines, um, factory level work. This, this is something I've never seen before. It's too intricate for me to understand. I was like, can Walter like throw the letter opener through the portal? You can try. You're gonna throw away one of our weapons. <laughs> it's a letter opener. Whatever. So, can you see yeah, gonna... through it at all? What you see is inky blackness and bright spots, as if you are looking into the depths of space. Nope, I feel super uncomfortable by this. Well, and I go. saw, and I've seen Walter try to hit on someone. So I'm gonna <laughs> slowly start backing away. I would this time firmly suggest y'all just leave with me. I'm gonna go. And Walter, are you throwing that letter opener? Absolutely. So you throw that letter opener. I'm not gonna let. You don't need to roll because it's a big enough portal that you throw this letter opener. It seems to hit where that portal begins, and as it hits, it seems to pass through, as if going through an open door. And as soon as it passes through, you no longer see it. The hell? Alright, so... Do you think whoever lived here walked through this sort of thing? God. I mean, can I get near the generator without getting near the portal? Yeah, there's there's enough room. Uh, can I shut the generator off? You can try. I would like to try. Okay. Um, yeah, go <clears throat> ahead and roll a strength for me. Um, strength, strength, strength. That's a hard success. So, you, um pull on that lever and it seems like it takes much more strength than it did with just Ray and Walter pushing down that lever but you being stronger um, and rolling so well are able 
to push that lever back up to shut off the generator. And as you do, the generator kind of comes to a spitting halt. Um, And even as that happens, that portal flashes and flashes again. And in that flashing, you realize that the portal has now become back into that flywheel. And you see it's spinning once again. Very slowly, the lever of that arm goes back down. The spinner is now back to a horizontal position. And slowly, anything that is not bolted down goes back to the floor. And the wheel begins to slow. I'm just panting after the effort and just like kind of looking down at the ground, just staring, just... Just not like not talking. Raymond is very close to where the portal opening was and just staring into the distance where it used to be. Well, uh, I guess the good thing is we know we can turn this on and off. What the hell? Uh, all right, Aaron, uh, let's go talk, uh, about, um, whatever the hell, uh, you found. Cause, uh, yeah, it seems to be related. Did that look like this, like the sky to you? Like the night when it's nighttime? Like space? Yeah, yeah, it did. So, like, if we did, I just throw a letter open into space. I'm gonna be real with you, man. It's it's possible. You've possibly just might have thrown it into space, and if it hits our orbit, it'll just melt like nothing happened, and nobody would have noticed. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a portal to space now. Um, once again. Still super uncomfortable. I'm extremely tired and stressed out, and yeah, I let's, do not want to be yeah, here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's go. We're, so, we're, we're going. Um, for the third time, what if we leave? Someone comes out and destroys. Bottom. Thank you, Walter. I think we need to go in there. You want to walk into a portal of space? I- excuse me. We didn't see what happened to the to the letter opener, but uh, the letter opener. Well, we 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 gotta have something. Otherworldly to beat this vampire, right? I need to call my dad. What? What? I mean, well, before you call your dad, like, what if they come here and just like destroy it or something? And like, what we need to do to like fix my mom is to like go through there and like maybe there's some sort of space medicine or some sort of like, um, like space weapon to like, I don't know. Uh, what if we need this thing? Um, last time I checked, we don't breathe in space. As the four of you are arguing, even as you're talking quite loudly, you distinctly hear from down the stairs the doorknob turn and the front door open. Shit. And we're going to leave it right there. (laughs) Uh, Fuck me. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of At the End of Hope Street. And if you caught it, we finally discussed the namesake for this uh, short shot. Once again, I'm your keeper, Faye. You can find me on the cast of many things and many of their projects. Also on my other podcast, How the Quest Was Won. And you can also follow me on Twitter at CapFayGuy. With us, of course, is the lovely Matt. Where can they find you? Lovely. Oh, 
feel special. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. Awesome. And also with us is Norm. Hi, yes, I've been your... God, I, don't, I don't even know what to even call myself at this point. The Friendly neighborhood one. norm. Yeah, I've been your <laughs> your panic-stricken one. Um, you can find me on Twitter at NormanLambert45. Um, I'm the 45th of my name. I'm trying to kill the others before me so I can take um, supreme leadership as Norman Lambert Prime. That's besides the point. Boy, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> also with us is Nate. I'm in space. Gotta get to space. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. And last but not least, we have with us Tyler. You can uh, find me at tylerscowcroft.com. I hope that'll be launched by the time this comes out. Uh, and that has links to all my social, which all my social handles are at tscowcrow, T-S-C-O-W-C-R-O. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys for joining me for this session of At the End of Hope Street, where I think it took a very weird turn, which is where I was hoping it would go, for more Call of Cthulhu or other projects like How to Princess, D&D, and many other um, projects. Come and check us out at Cast of Many Things. Mm-hmm.